Free to Talk Radio. This your boy, Fresh, along with my partner, Crime Bomber Club. Bomber Club, where you at? Right here, right here, homie. And I got my other partner in crime, Miss Dangy. Where you at? I'm right here. What's up? What's up? All right. And uh, we got another. We got a special guest today, uh, prodigy from the legendary West Coast group, South Central Cartel. They known for his, like, game stories, 17 switches, now, day, and every day. For us hardcore and hip-hop heads, you know, we could put these groups right along with NWA above the law and compass most wanted. It was a big part of the West Coast movement, and Prodigy here is going to tell us about the moves they had to make and what they had to endure while they was making them. So, Prodigy, just uh, glad to have you on the show, man. Man, it's all good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, so um, what what part of L.A. you, you grew up in? South Central, man. Okay, so how... You know how how was the uh, how was it coming up out there? Man, when I was young, when I was growing up, man, I that's when that's when it was the nuts, it was the craziest, man. Like that's when South Central L.A. was like the gang capital. Right. So during, during my years coming up, it was yeah. nuts. It wow. was off the chain, dope dealing, gang banging, like. Oh, that's a, that's when it was at its worst. You know what I mean? When I was young. Word. Right. Word. Yeah. So so compared today to back then, this can kind of simmer down some, even though it's still it's still alive and cracking out there. But uh, you know what, man? Like the way I look at it now is because yeah. I'm grown because I'm a grown man and I got a different kind of attitude. You know, right. yeah. I I could say that to me. It's a lot calmer. I mean, okay. yeah, it's it's it, a lot, a lot calmer, but it's still crazy, yeah, right? Sure. You know what I'm saying? And you know, yeah. I, I look at it like because of the fact that I'm not as active as I was when I was young, it may be just as crazy if you're still in that life in a certain way. If you're still like out there on the front lines of it. You may right. say, shit, Pride don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Pride ain't on the front lines like when I was a youngster. I look at things now like, you know, I sit back and I'm trying to look at ways to be better than I was back then. I didn't give a damn. Right. Yeah. You know, but now I get, I, I have more of, I care now about what's going on. So, you know, my attitude is different. So the fuckery that's going on, I don't want to be involved in the negative side of the fuckery. I still live right. in South Central, still, right now. Okay. Right now, I'm talking oh. to y'all from South Central. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, with a different attitude. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah so um, when did you start your uh, your music career? When, when you started, did you start off as a MC or a producer? I started off as a straight rapper. Um, And this was, man, in the 80s. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I came up on on, on the OGs all the way from the beginning. Sugar Hill, um, you know, well, for us, because we're on the West Coast. You know, of course, New York and New York, y'all, it's a whole nother, a whole bunch of other artists. And I know about a lot of the guys that was before the popular ones, like, that became like the, the like the Sugar Hill Gang came out with the Rapper's Delight. So, of course, I heard that record. But, you know, I came up, my, my, when I was cutting my chops was in the 80s during the era of, you know, uh, I, I, I had to, uh, I went through the Run DMC era and the Houdinis and, you know, all of those guys. And then the LL Cool J and the Eric B and Rakim. Rakim is my favorite rapper. Right. You know? yeah, so, yeah. And I, I was rapping during those years, just getting my chops up, just learning how to do it. And then I made my first record, like, toward the late 80s. Not too many people know about it, but, you know, I did something then when I was a young, young guy. And um, then, you know, I did a couple of records on my own before I even started the SEC. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so, wow. uh, so, you know, during that uh, that, er- that early time when you was rapping, who who on the West Coast was uh, was making noise? You know, who, who was coming up at that time as a rapper? Well, I mean, you of course, Ice-T. You got Ice-T. Yep. 
You know what I mean? Um, underground, because, like, when I really started getting into it is when we started having, like, the underground scene really bubbling. Of course, I right. remember the um, L.A. Dream Team, some of the early, early, the, when they was doing kind of like the club stuff. But the, when right. it really got lit was when... Um, Toddy T and uh, Mixmaster Spade and cats like that started making them vibe yeah. tapes, talking about the real shit that was going on in the streets. Yeah. That's when that's when I really was like, oh, this is it. This is it. So it started <laughs> wow. with Toddy. It started with Toddy T and um and and, and Mixmaster Spade. Then it, it it then you heard N.W.A. You know, you heard um Compton's Most Wanted when they came out. With with they um what the one is it was it one time gaffled them up um, yeah, yeah, yeah. joint yeah. on the yeah. streets um yeah. Ice T when he switched to the six in the morning to that new yeah he came with the new yeah. vibe he got off that other thing he was on and he came with yeah. the street shit the playing yeah. the playing the hustler shit you know so right. I mean, all of these guys man and then of course boom N W A yeah right that, yeah. that was it. Right, so NWA had just took it to that next level. NWA brought they brought it full circle. You know, you had cats like I say, Toddy T and all them. They did it, but they did it yeah. in a very clean way. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NWA came out and they didn't give a damn. They came with that grimy, that that yeah. just raw, uncut. Fuck the police. Just that. You know what I mean? They brought that. Yeah. He ain't holding back nothing. Right, and that changed yeah. this whole West Coast shit. That that did it. Man, so like uh, in your eyes, man, what what was it? What was it like when uh, when fuck the police had came out, man? You know the the tension, you know the stuff that was going on at that time. You know what what was you witnessing when 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 fuck the police was making noise? I mean, dude, fuck the police is something that we said every day. It's just nobody had made a record about it. They had the balls to put it on the record. Right. Police was fucking us up in the streets every day. You know, we didn't like the police anyway. Right. So it didn't nothing change. It was just the same shit that had already been going on. It's just we had an anthem. Right. Right. You know what I mean? They just put an anthem with something that we have been living with for years down here. Right. So, um when you um coming up to the uh to the SCC, who who was the the first one you met when when y'all started to form the South Central Cartel? Man, what the SCC is, I'll give you a little insight before I tell you who was the first person, but Right, yeah. The South Central Cartel, like through my um developing, like, getting into the rap stuff throughout the years, I've rapped with people. You know what I mean? Like, I might have rapped with, like, Havoc, the other rapper in the SEC. That's my first cousin. So, Havoc the son or Havoc Yeah, the exactly. I would go to his house, and me and him, uh, his father had a, um, you know, a, a, a set of mute radio, you know, the old stuff back in the day. We would go in there and rap over all the old records and stuff. So, you know, me and him uh -huh. used to do it. Then um, I had another homeboy named Mr. Westside. He wasn't a member of the SCC, but I used to, I was in a group with him before the SCC, you know. But every wow. every member that made it in the group, I had a history with. LV, I used to own, own the block, me and LV from off the same block. And LV right. used to be walking up and down the street blowing, you know. And this is when we, I wasn't even, I was on the block doing my shit. You know, I wasn't even rapping. Like, I, I was a rapper, but nobody knew it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was on the street shit then. You know what I'm saying? But LV was on the block blowing. And one day he was walking down the street singing Stevie Wonder, part-time lover. Ooh, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this nigga can go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell. I was like, yo, yo, hey, homie, I'm a rapper. And when I go do my thing, I'm coming back for you. I told him right then that day. I said, I'm coming back yeah. for you, bro. And a few years wow. later, I started doing the music for real. And I came back and got that boy. Wow. Lord I did what God. I said I was going to do. But basically, yeah. that's what the SCC was. So me and Havoc, the mouthpiece, 
I met Havoc the Mouthpiece. Havoc the Mouthpiece was trying to go talk to my sister. He and he was my she ended up being my sister's boyfriend. <clears throat> I was I was at my sister's house one day sitting out on the porch. And you know, back in the day, how all the rappers used to say they used to walk around with the briefcases full of rhymes and shit. Yeah, I literally did. <laughs> I literally was sitting on the porch with a briefcase full of rhymes, rapping. And he came out the door. And he was like, "What you doing?" I was like, "Man, I'm over here. I'm rhyming. I'm rapping. I'm writing rhymes. I think I was probably writing some rhymes or something." And that's when I met him. Me and him, then he told me his pops was in the shy lights and all this. So, you know, from yeah, there, yeah. me and him started pretty much, we started grinding. You know, me and Havoc, the mouthpiece was together doing it. We started making music together. When I was rapping, you know, he was just pretty much the business man. Right. And, um, when, when I started feeling like, so we started kicking on doors. You know, first we went out, we met the guy that the original producer for us, his name was Jamarama, Chris Johnson. Yeah. That, that guy came in, and when we met that guy, the music just jumped because he, he was very good. He was, he was the shit. Our quality of music jumped from once we met him, I was like, oh, dog, no, we about to go. It's going to happen. Because the music wow, got yeah. so damn good, that's when, you know, it was it was going to happen. I knew it. So I was like, look, I was like, one day I was like, hey, man, why don't we start a group, man? Because I know a lot of people that want to be in this shit. Right. So that's when the South Central Cartel was formed. Okay. He was so, already Havoc and Prodigy already. It was just me and him. Right. See, that's why people think Havoc and Prodigy was before SCC. But what happened was when we decided to start the SCC, we kind of put Havoc and Prodigy on the back burner, and we did the South Central Cartel thing. And that came out first. Right. And so um, DJ Chaos and DJ Grill, what what was their position? They was DJs. But I mean, it was it was the same thing far as DJ Chaos went. At, at a certain point, while I was like building up and trying to learn my thing, DJ Chaos he used to have a drum machine and a couple of keyboards at his house. I used to go to his house damn near every day, and he would make beats, and I would just sit there all day rapping, writing rhymes. So I was with him doing, you know, through the process as well. So of course, I pulled him in. Um, yeah. DJ Grip was was a guy in the neighborhood that he always DJed all of the parties. He would he would DJ a lot of Freeway Rick and them parties. Like he was just the guy in the neighborhood that did that. So Chaos okay. decided he wanted to bring Grip in with him. And I knew Grip from the streets, from the street shit. So I just said, all right, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... And so when y'all first came out with uh with South Central Madness, uh it was on what Thump Records. So yeah, well Pump we Records. Got, it was quality yeah, Pump. Yeah, Pump Records. Yeah, 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 Pump Records. That's what I meant. So, uh, when y'all when y'all was hustling y'all music around, how did y'all get in contact with them? Man, we um when we started the South Central Cartel, um. Havoc had already started making certain connections, and there was a guy named Willie James that was working with us. Um, we was preparing to release our own music. Because, you know, this was during that early time when people could kind of, like, come out the trunk with their stuff and do a right. good and sell a nice amount of records. This one, it, it was possible like that. But, mm-hmm. um, man, we went in the studio, did the album, by the time we got that album finished, man, they Willie James had had another friend that had a plug with Russ Regan over at Pump, and um, they went and sat down with them and let them hear the record, and they was like, man, we want to sign these guys. So I mean, we didn't even have a chance to put nothing out independently. They came and scooped us up before we could do anything. Man, that's what's up. So uh, yeah. was y'all able to uh, mingle with? Uh, some of the cats around Ruthless and Death Row at that time? Man, it's crazy. Well, Death Row at that, when we first started, it wasn't no Death Row, but it definitely, it was a Ruthless. Right. Um, well, in our yeah. early years, Death Row came a couple years later. Right. 
Word. Or if they if they was cracking, they wasn't like death row. You know what I mean? Who they became. But, um, yeah. man, in my earlier years, even before I started South Central Cartel, I used to see Easy e at the Capitol Records building. Because he used to, you know, he was doing business up there. And I would see Easy Easy. That was a down-to-earth guy. That was a cool cat, man. He would stand out and talk to me, give me game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then this yeah. is before SCC was even cracking. It was Word. just me, me out here trying to do my thing. And some of the guys, one of the guys that was that I was working with, he he had a job in Capitol, so he could get studio time and stuff. I was up in there doing making records and stuff before, you know, just prodigy, just by myself. And I yeah. I seen easy, you know what I mean. And, and he was one hundred, man. I didn't start running into some of these other cats till later when SCC was already on. Snoop and all them. I, of course, I of course I chopped it up with them. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and one one question that I had always wanted to ask. Uh, I know y'all may have heard. Uh, you know, it was a confusion with the Havoc and Prodigy names because you know you had the group on the East Coast Mob Beat. Yeah. They was going under. They they was they was Havoc and Prodigy too. So. Did any confusion come up with that or? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? I mean, to me it was light. But, um, yeah, man, you know, I, to this day I don't know what's up with that shit. But anyway, you know, that was a hell of a coincidence. But yeah. I mean, we, we only come across them. I, I would say, man, I physically seen those dudes twice. But the first time we right. seen them, we was in Atlanta at Jack the Rapper. Uh-huh. And um, me and Havoc the Rhyme Son standing in the lobby. And and then we see like five or six little dudes, little short, little short guys. And um, they just walk around the lobby. I mean, I ain't really paying them no mind, honestly. Word. Next thing you know, somebody walk up to me and say, Prodigy, I want to introduce you to Prodigy. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, you know, oh, shit. And, 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 you know, I give them little niggas this. They did that. Now, yeah. it wasn't them that said nothing, yeah. but they approached us and, and they did that right there. They did that. As far as that yeah. goes. It was one of them things, dude, where I guess it was friction. You know what I'm saying? It it it, it probably was some friction. But, dude, I, I may call me crazy or something, but, you know, I grew up in some crazy shit. I've seen some crazy shit in my life, right? Violent, right. crazy shit, okay? So those little niggas didn't. Spark no fear into me. I'm looking at the, like, I didn't get no kind of feeling of nervousness or fear from these guys. To me, they just like, you know, maybe they did have intentions of trying to start some shit. I don't know. Prodigy say that they came up and we were scared and shook, which is a damn lie. You know, nothing happened, homie. You feel me? They walked up, introduced themselves. Before anything, I guess if something was going to happen, happened, Guru Gangstar came up and grabbed me and Havoc. Word, and walked word. us away like, man, y'all don't need to be tripping with these little youngsters, man. They, they're a little upset because y'all lit right now and they just starting off. Word, this is what word. Gangstar said to us, right? Yeah. This is Guru, man. This is Gangstar. Yeah, Guru, Yeah, yeah. You feel me? So, you know, yeah. of course, I'm I'm a fucking fan. I'm like guru. So, you know, we was like, whatever. We was like, for sure. But, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I didn't feel nothing from them. Right. Like, you know, it was just some little niggas. They didn't talk no shit. They didn't say nothing fucked up. Like, I don't, they just were saying, hey, prodigy, I want you, I want to introduce you to prodigy. That's all it was. He didn't say, nigga, where y'all motherfuckers still are name. It wasn't none of that. Word. It was just like Prodigy. I want to introduce you to Prodigy. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, Word. everybody's standing there like, what? Everybody's standing there like, what the fuck? 
Man, we end up chilling with the niggas in the same suite that night. Some party, nothing going on, nothing happened. Word. So I'm telling the real true shit that really happened. Nothing. Word. So I'm not going to sit here with y'all and try to make it seem like, ah, oh, we was talking shit to these niggas. Nothing happened. So prodigy, you lying motherfucker. Y'all niggas, <laughs> y'all niggas ain't shake nobody, nigga. So nothing right. happened. Zero. <laughs> That's what it was. You know, and then another time I was in New York at a get down at a party. And um, this was during the East and West Coast shit when all that shit was going on. Right. And it was a lot of tension in the air, period. It wasn't about SEC and Mob Deep or it was West Coast and East Coast tension. Word. But we was in the house. We was in the club. You know what I mean? We was one of the very few West Coast groups in there getting disrespected. You know, they wasn't playing no West Coast music. But I seen Prodigy. I'm in the club. I'm in his city. I'm, You know, I'm drunk as fuck. I'm, I'm basically, I'm up against the wall because I'm fucked up. Word. Dude stood there for a minute and looked at me. Didn't say a fucking word. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Word, Nothing word. happened. But when I see Prodigy now, today, I want to talk to him. Just want right. to talk. Just want to talk. Yeah. I don't appreciate the, that they shook us shit. Like, I don't appreciate that shit because I'm not getting shook. Right. Right. Ain't no man finna shake me. So, you know, I don't like niggas saying that, dude. Like, on some real shit. Like, just on some... And I'm a grown man with common sense right now. I'm not no young idiot. But for somebody to say, yeah, we seen them niggas and they were shook, that's basically saying, yeah, we punked them niggas. Right. And yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So, because he said it, now I need to... He need to remind me of that. I don't remember. I need clarity, like clarify. When did right. that happen? We was in two different buildings. What? What? What happened? Because <laughs> as far as I know, nothing happened. Right. But you know, that's the whole having. I don't know how them dudes got their names. We was around, man, a long time. I don't know if they was around before us. I don't know if we was around before them. I don't know what was what. I could be, I done went through the years of not liking them dudes, really wanting to put hands on them, do something to them. But over the years, you know what I'm saying? Right. It don't matter to me no more. Yeah. It don't really matter. What am I going to get for doing that besides in trouble? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, I don't know how it happened, homie. It was a coincidence. I'm going to just chalk it up to that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they stole our names. I know I didn't steal his they shit because I was prodigy even before South Central Cartel existed. You can go back and you can find a single that I did just when it was just me. Um, Copper Records, right, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the, the, the Prodigal yep. Son and all that shit. Make yep. it hurt, yep. Prodigal Son, that yep. shit. Yep. This was before the South Central Cartel was even a group. Right. So, right. but I don't know, man. I don't know if Prodigy already had his name when I was doing that. All I know is I didn't I didn't know him. Right. I didn't know about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, whatever. Crazy coincidence. Crazy coincidence. Now, that's, <laughs> I'm going to chalk it up to that because at this point it don't matter. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I do go on the record, and I have went on the record on other interviews, and I give it up to Mob Deep, man. Mob Deep actually was a bigger group than South Central Cartel. Like, I'm not sitting here on no hater shit. Yeah. All right, they right. did their thing. Them niggas was dope. Like, I'm not hating on, the, on, the, on these dudes. They did what they did, man, and they did it bigger than we did it. So... Ain't no hate involved, but as far as the names go, I don't know. <laughs> That's some funny yeah. shit. That's yeah. That's crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, you know, it's only a problem if they want it to be. 
I'll right, leave it at right. that. Right. Yeah, so uh, then we all uh, started doing the guest We trust y'all ended up getting uh, a deal with, uh, with Def Jam West. Well, that's well, just an extension of the Mob Deep story. At the same time when the Mob Deep encounter was happening, yeah, Havoc yeah. the Mouthpiece was on the other side of the lobby talking to Russell. That's wow. where we met Russell. Okay. That's where we got the Def Jam plug, right there at that same moment. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so so me and Havoc the Rhyme Son was over here with the Mob Deep encounter. Havoc the mouthpiece was over there approaching Russell like, Russell, man, I got a group, South Central Cartel, making it happen. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and, and that's, that's exactly crazy, what man. went on simultaneously. <laughs> man, that's so, crazy. Uh, so who, who when, when Del Jam West had kicked out, who was all the label mates on that? I remember South Central Cartel and Balls. Who Who else was on that label at that time? From the West Coast, you mean? Or from yeah. period? Yeah, yeah, from the West Coast. The, Def Jam the only West other Coast. artist at that particular time was J.O. Felony. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, J.O., yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. my boy right there. <laughs> yeah, because, um, you know, they, they, uh, it really, Def Jam West really didn't get a lot of support on the West Coast, did it? Nah. Can, can you elaborate on that? Uh, well, I think originally it was a situation where they just was new to the to the to the gangster rap shit. They yeah, didn't really yeah. know. They didn't understand it. Um, maybe it was people in Def Jam that didn't care to fucking understand it. Um, but yeah. for SCC later on, it was a conflict of interest because Chris Lighty was, I think at the time, he became the president or something of Def Jam. But he managed Mob Deep. So what you got to understand is, why would Chris Lighty, who got pulled in Def Jam, and he managed Mob Deep, the other Havoc and Prodigy, why would he let our shit blow? Wow. Why would he allow that? Yeah. We the competition to one of his acts. Yeah, conflict of interest. So I'm gonna put I'm putting it out there because that's what I think happened, man. Because we did bomb ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. the album we the last album we did all day every day was a that's to me that's an amazing fucking record. Right. And for Def Jam to just completely shit on it like they did, it was a lot going on, homie. Like, if you look on the All Day Every Day album, you see it's only me and Havoc the Rhyme Son on that shit. Nobody Uh else. Just us two. Right. Because at that time, it was a lot of fuckery going on. A lot of fuckery going on. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, me personally, see how I knew about the album, you know, I, w- I was already a fan, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So that that's how I, that's how I had knew about the All Day Every Day album, you know, because I was always looking for something from South Central Cartel around that time. And then when I seen it, I had just seen that it had Havoc and Prodigy on it. It was just y'all two, but it yeah. was a South Central Cartel album. Exactly. They, they You know, certain people got got into it, you know. Havoc and Russell said Havoc the mouthpiece and Russell fell out big time. So Russell didn't want him on the shit. You know what I mean? So anyway, it ended up being just us two on the cover. But I mean, that whole situation was, to be honest with you, by the time they released that record, we wasn't even on Def Jam no more. We was off. We had went we had went into the Def Jam offices and was like, y'all, man, we want we want to go. We want be we want to be released. You know, yeah. you look on the uh, internet, it say, "Oh, the Def Jam dropped the act, dropped the group." No, they didn't drop the group. We went in there and told them to drop us. Right, right. They asked us, "Are y'all sure y'all want that? Because y'all could go do y'all next album." You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But look, man, they sat on our shit for three years. If you if you oh. follow the timeline on the SCC's Def Jam releases, we yeah. put out. And Gatsby Trust 
which was in like what ninety three maybe. Ninety. I remember. I remember it dropped in ninety four, May ninety four. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around, somewhere up in there. Okay. Then the next record that came out was Murder Squad Nationwide. Which wasn't a South Central Cartel record. That was a compilation record that Havoc did. Right. But they basically turned it into a South Central Cartel record by putting our picture on it. Right. So technically, they basically turned that into a South Central Cartel record. And then three years later... To to me, I don't don't count the Murder Squad record as a South Central Cartel record. I don't. I don't count it. So to me, we did In Gas We Trust and All Day Every Day on Def Jam. And we was on Def Jam for uh, eight years, maybe. Wow, damn. We did two records. Damn. So did they? Did what? What type of contract they had y'all under? Did they have y'all under the traditional five album contract? Of course. Probably yeah. was more than that. But they, you know, like I said, man, you know, our shelf life at Def Jam was a motherfucker. Right. They yeah. set us on that fucking shelf, dude. Like here you go, here go the ketchup. Put SCC right next to the salt. Yeah, you know, and we were sitting there, bro. And don't give—they gave us money while we sat. You know what I mean? They gave us money. Here y'all go. Here goes some money. But you know, we got to a point where you know what? This money is good, but we want our record out so we can get out here and tour and make some real right. money. Yeah. And it didn't happen, man. So you know, it was what it was. You know, I appreciate Def Jam. At this point, I I, I didn't. You know, I didn't got over it all. There was a lot of things that happened at Def Jam that I don't like, dude. Like, for a long yeah. time, I really wanted to beat the fuck out of Kevin Lyles. What? <laughs> you know, for years, yeah. I had something against the dude. Because he did some real fuckery-type shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. He did some fuckery-type shit. I ain't going to even go all off into it. But he did some very fuckery type shit that really that was it that was the last thing yeah you know it's like a motherfucker telling you yeah man you know this shit SEC doing okay we had dropped all day every day it was doing good you know that single was doing well and it's like motherfuckers say yeah man this single was good for the street but if we drop this joint this album going gold easy now, you tell me, if you a record company and you're promoting the niggas who promote the shit telling you, okay, man, they doing good right now. The buzz is up, everything, because all day, every day was doing this thing, that single. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, right. boom, drop this on them. They, this the radio joint. Right. This is all you got to do, and these niggas is golden. And for you to say, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that. Uh, yeah, what type of shit is that? That means niggas is setting us up to fail, right? Right. Yeah. And that's what happened. Damn. That's what happened. That's when we got fed up, pissed off. You know what I mean? And did what a lot of these other hood record artists do. Maybe I would have did it a little different if I know knew better. You know, if you knew better, you would do better. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was, we was pissed. Like, nigga, what? Like, y'all right. not even trying to see us with nothing. If that's how it is, y'all not trying to see us with it. And then right. SEC was completely fucking blackballed Man. for a long time. Why you think we just fell the fuck off, dude? Like, if you think about it, we was doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, nothing. It. Boom. Gone. Because not yeah. only did we get... You know, we, 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 the situation with Def Jam, it was the other things that happened. I'm not going to blame it all on Def Jam. We had some very aggressive people that was down with us, our crew, the homies in our crew, Young Pride and he's his crew. We had a lot of real streetish, right. hardcore edge guys with us. And they did, some of them did some crazy shit, too, that helped 
matters get a little fucked up. But at the yeah. end of the day, put this record out. This record is golden. The answer, I don't think I want to do that. That's it. Right. So, yeah. so look. Uh, so y'all, but y'all was dealing with that job for us to uh, the, the NCC group goes. Uh, well, the, the Havoc and Prodigy albums like uh, Kicking Game and uh, that was still on Pump Records. Okay, that was still on Pump. Okay. In order for us to get SCC over the Def Jam, me and Havoc had to agree to stay and do records for Pump. Oh, okay. That right. was the uh, that was the trade off. Right. Yeah, because I remember when uh when I got that Kicking Game album. And uh, I popped it in, and uh, I heard Havoc on there. Hey, guess what? You know, hey, we ain't broke up. We just kicking some side shit for you. <laughs> yeah, Havoc <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that boy's a nut. Yeah, so look. Yeah, uh, it, it, we had a so, nice fuckery. We had a nice fuckery situation with that too, with the Havoc and Prodigy. You know, we had a nice deal on the table with Tommy Boy. Right. Tommy oh, Boy damn. was going to sign Havoc and Prodigy. They wanted it, offered us a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, um, Russell wasn't having it. Damn. Russell was not having it. So uh, who, but, so who was instrumental with uh, getting LV to do the song with Coolio? The guy huh. was Fahrenheit. All right. The LV and Coolio situation. You know, when the um, Def Jam West was cracking, there was a guy that was president. I think he was president. If I, I could be wrong, maybe vice president of Def Jam West. His name was Paul Stewart. Right. Oh, I, at the time, Paul Stewart was managing a lot of hot artists. He had Mr. Grimm. He had Warren G. He had Montel Jordan. He had, um, I guess, Coolio. Um, right. He was he was the man. You know what I mean? So, you know, when we was in the studio doing In Gatsby Trust, this dude used to come to the studio all the time. And I'm wondering, what the hell is going on? What? He really was, he he had his eyes on LV. So, at some point, him and LV talked, and he got LV under management. So, uh, basically, damn. LV started doing, you know, working on music. SCC was hot, so it wasn't hard. You know, LV was the guy. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So um, LV started working with Paul Stewart. One day LV hit me up and said, Proud, I got a song I want you to rap on, man. I need you to come to the studio on this particular day. Well, I couldn't make it to the studio that particular day. Ends up, the song he wanted me to rap on was Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, man. Oh, man. I missed yeah. the set. I couldn't do it. So they called Coolio to do it. Oh, man. And and basically, to answer your question, the way Coolio and LV connected is because Paul called Paul Stewart. He was man. managing them, both of them. He was their manager. Wow. Yeah, crazy shit, huh? Crazy yeah. shit. So it was Paul that helped LV get the, the deal with Tommy Boy Records when he dropped the... Um, the R&B album in 96, I Am LV. Yep. Paul wow. Stewart, the Tommy Boy, because Coolio was signed to Tommy Boy already. Gangsta's Paradise was on Tommy Boy when it blew up. So, of course, Tommy Boy had a big, juicy check waiting for LV. You know, Russell Simmons wanted LV, too. It was a, it was a bidding war between two or three different labels. Russell was in the mix. And Russell, I think, might have offered LV more money, but for whatever reason, Paul Stewart wanted LV to sign with Tommy Boy. Russell was pissed, which is another <laughs> wound. You know what I mean? He got mad, yeah. which is another wound. So you, these things add up. You dig me? Yeah. Right. have a bad taste about the SCC situation. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga here, this nigga here, I put this nigga on, and he go sign with somebody else. Because you know, LV, he never signed. LV never signed with the group as a member, like on paper. Yeah. He was a member physically, physically there, but he didn't right. sign. He didn't get stuck in the contract. Word, damn. But oh, nothing nobody could do about it. Man, so, um, so your, your, uh, around that time, your production skills was in, uh, 
it was in high demand. Who all did you produce around that time? Well, did did you get to produce the Bloods and Crips album? Did you do some work I, on that one? I didn't, man. I didn't. That was Battle Cat, I think, doing most of that. You know, oh, I was working with, like, during that time, I was working with really, I, I, I was almost damn near exclusively doing our shit, but I did step out and do some shit with Spice One. I stepped out and did some shit with Eight. Um, yeah. You know, I did a few soundtracks, you know what I mean? But I didn't work with a lot of people, man. You know what I mean? I was so fucking committed to the to the whole GWK thing, man, at the time. And we was yeah. trying to do the Young Murder Squad and the Shaquilla, you know, and on top of the um, my brother, Young Pride. I had a Young Pride. My brother was in another group called The Evil Side. They both had deals with Def Jam. Like, we had several other deals with Def Jam that we never was able to do nothing with because, you know, all the shit went down. Damn. But they had gave, like, three other deals to other people that never came out. Records never came out. Damn. You know, but I mean, you that we was living, we was having a ball though. I ain't gonna lie. During that time, right, we was having right. a fucking ball, man. You know, shit <laughs> happens. Yeah, but but man, that uh, but I gotta tell you, man, that didn't get you trust, man. That that was a monster album, man. So uh, when when y'all had the gang stories, how how was y'all able to hook up with uh Big Mike and Three Two? Um, Havoc was somewhere, and Havoc came, ran into Big Mike. Havoc, Havoc met Big Mike first, and I guess he just got at him, man, you know, got at him, asked him if he would come do something. He, you know, he, you know, at that time, it was all mutual respect, man. Right. So it was, so it was, uh, Havoc that uh, got y'all, got the, the other guys on there to do the Gangster Team song, too? Well, I mean, we was already fooling with eight. Eight, we had the same lawyer, us and eight, same lawyer. Um, so, you know, eight was already kind of around. So we got eight. Um, Spice One, we we had been kind of like, we've been fucking with Spice One since the first album. When we, right, went out, right. when we went on promo tour with our first album, the dude that took us on promo tour, he was promoting Spice One shit. So when we went to the Bay, we met Spice, you know, then. And we've we been cool. we still cool with Spice. That's still my boy. Um, the way Tupac got on the song, I don't, you know, I don't know if Havoc asked Pac at the time to get on it, but we was in there working on it. And um, Ice-T was in there. It was a few people there. They was writing their rhymes. And Pac came to the studio. He came with Spice One to the studio. He was with Spice. Right. He came with Spice to the studio. And, you know, everybody was already in there. We was in the midst of doing the song. And, I, and you right. know, I heard, you know, so Pac, you know, seeing what we was doing, Havoc probably hemmed him up like, man, you want to get on this song, Pac? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. Hey, all I know is Pac, Pac ended up on the song. Yeah, yeah. Dope. <laughs> he wanted on the song. He wanted to be on that song. Yeah, oh, man. Hey, that that song just y'all set it off on that song on so many levels. Really, that that whole album, man. And uh, I said, I I just I'm glad I got you on here, man. Cause uh, I said I got so many stories that went down behind that uh that in Gas We Trust tape, man. Cause yeah. I bought that song was <laughs> going three times, man. The first time I bought it. You know, I was, I was the first one in the in the in my area that had that tape. So okay. man, I, I'm playing it. You know, I had the windows up, and uh, the song that was playing at the time was uh, "Stay Out the Hood." And man, right. the people they, they was around, uh, they was around my window. Man, they went nuts. They went crazy over it. So, you know, everybody was uh, they were like, "Man, let me board it. Let me board." Nah, nah, you can't board it. So I took it to school. I wanted to show it off. You know, everybody was uh was tripped out about the album cover. Yeah, so my, yeah. my science teacher, she came up, she saw the tape, she took it from me. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So she said, I ain't going to be able to get it back to the end of the year. So, man, I tried to creep in that office. I tried to steal that tape back. <laughs> I kept getting caught. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and buy me another one. I bought the second tape. Took that one to school. This time I let one of my partners borrow it. He got expelled that day. I'm like, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> he got kicked out of school. So I'm like, oh, I, I got to buy me another one. 
So, yeah. man, I had bought that third one, and uh, I said, this time, I'm going to make me a dub. So at the time, I didn't have no, my, my radio didn't have no, no no double cassette player on it. Right. So, you know, back then, you know, Walmart, they had those big radios. And, you know, you was kind of able to do some stuff. So I was I was, right. just, I was up at Walmart <laughs> making the dub for the South Central Cartel. So they did that late Charlie Oh, shit. That's so, crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, baby. So <laughs> I'm in that late Charlie area. Look, so I'm in that late Charlie area. And y'all phone, uh, get that motherfucker, get that motherfucker, get him. Yeah. So the yeah. dude came up, the worker, he said, hey, you can't be playing that in here. You're going to have to get out of because he said, you got to, he said, give me that. I said, I ain't giving you nothing. Give me that tape. I'm not giving you nothing. Well, get out of my store. Okay, I'm going to get out of your store. I got kicked out of Walmart. And so it just so happened my mom was she had to get me back in there. And then um, another time, I had got into it with these dudes, man. And, uh, you know, they had jumped on me, roughed me up that day. And, uh, you know, called up one of my partners, and we went looking for him. So we was all on our bicycles and uh, had that tape. I had the dub tape. And uh, my partner, he was like, hey, let me pop that in. So we came across, we saw, we found them dudes that had jumped on me. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And so we ran over there, we roughed them up. And uh, while we was roughing them up, get that motherfucker was playing them again. So, man, it was like y'all were cheering us on, man, the whole time we roughing these dudes up. We did the song going in the background, man. So, <laughs> man, I tell you, that, 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 that tape was a big part of my life, man, uh, part of my oh. wild days, bro. <laughs> I love hearing stories like that. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. And so I said that. Um, yeah, I, I bought that song gun three times. I still got two of them from from that era, and uh, I'm keeping them in my collection, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that ain't gas and trust. That ain't gas we trust was the truth, man. That yeah, was that was, that was some aggressive, yes. like very yes, aggressive was. gangster shit. Yeah, oh, of course. Say that was my trap music back in the day. Yeah, look, and then the other part when uh on Bring It On when y'all had that uh that ghetto pledge on there, you know, yeah. in school we get ready to say the pledge. I'm saying that pledge on the on on, on the street, man. <laughs>
nigga come to the the big nigga comes to the table, the big one, and uh, uh, and he happened to be the youngest one. You know, the young ones are always the ones that do the crazy shit. So yeah. he comes sit at my table. He was a blood. There was some bloods. Word word. I'm like, um, he like, man, why you um just the hood, homie? Why you just the hood, blood? I'm like, and now I'm like, what the fuck is fool talking about? <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, bring it on was a 100 percent peace song. Word. Peace about the peace. This was during the riots, the truth over here. Right. He was talking about right. all of that. Right. right. So you know when he starts saying that, I'm like, okay, all right. Dude, ain't nobody dissing your hood, homie. He was from Pueblos, which is a blood gang, which is a, a project, so all bloods. I knew, right. I, I knew the Pueblos. One of the members that used to be in the SCC, he got kicked out early. He was from the Pueblos. He was a blood. Everybody right. else was from, from the Crip side, but this one guy, he was a blood. He was from the—he wasn't a blood, but he was from there, over there. Right. Right, right. So, you know, I'm sitting here talking to this big old giant young nigga. I'm like, look, bro, I ain't this you niggas, man. Listen to the lyrics, homie. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to explain to this dude. Like, before him and his homeboys kick my ass up in here. And, and then, like, across to the to the left of me, it was another, it was four four guys. And I looked at him. I, you know, you 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 know, when you from the hood, you can tell, like, what, what's what, right? These niggas are scrimping. They were some crips, right? So right. I'm looking, I'm like, these niggas is crips, so maybe these niggas going to look out. Shit. <laughs> them niggas got up and got the fuck up out of there. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. you, know, you know, I kept a level head, and, you know, and I talked that shit down. But he really wanted to, he wanted to get the business going. He really, he was with the business. He was with the bullshit. But the OG homie, whoever birthday it was, he came out the bathroom and he seen yeah. the nigga with that bullshit. And he came over there and was like, look, man, nigga on me, my nigga, this is my birthday, homie. For me, for me, leave this nigga alone for my birthday. Right, right. As, as a gift to me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. like nigga, we in a restaurant, homie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so <laughs> so the youngster reluctantly <laughs> he reluctantly went on. Well, so you know, of course, I'm immediately out of this motherfucker. I'm out right. of here. Like, okay, let's go. Yep. And I get to my car and I see the youngster. Getting up like he want to come. I'm like, dude, it's too late now. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> come to this car now. It's going to be a bad day. Word. For you. A bad day. But yeah, dude thought we was dissing him. I'm like, man, niggas don't listen to these songs, man. But you know that old saying, homie, that shit you speak. You speaking that shit, that's what you going to get. Right. Yep. You know, that's what I try to tell these youngsters now, man. Like, all that gangster shit we was spitting, because that's exactly how we grew up, and that's the shit that we live at that time. Right. You know, yeah. but it comes back, homie. We go all over the nation, and there's niggas out here that's going to really test you, and it, it happened to us a lot. Right. Wow. It, it, it happens. Right. Like, when you spitting that, I tell niggas, why do you want to rap like that, homie? Like, why do you have to be so hard on your rhymes? You better off with just being a dope MC, just rapping about regular shit. Right. If yeah. you know, instead of talking about how gangster you are, only say that if you really are. Yeah. Cause when they run up on you, homie, if you're really not, then what? If you rap niggas, you know what I mean? Now your career yeah. gonna be shot because you wasn't even what you said. You know what I mean? We got ran up on, but we didn't run. We wasn't running. We wasn't runners. Right. We stood there and dealt with it. Right. So? Yeah. So, that's why you got something you want to ask, man? Uh, uh, can you elaborate on, like, some of the stuff that happened? Like, like when y'all went on tour, like, in different cities? Shit happened. Yeah, I mean, okay, perfect example. When we grew up, South Central was the epic center of the gangster shit. Right. Crips and Bloods, this is where it was at. Not just South Central, LA, period. South right. Central, Compton, Watts, you know, all that. 
So when we would go to another city, perfect example, we had a show one time in California, but it was in Sacramento. Okay. We go to Sacramento. SCC, Brother Lynch Hung, and the Click. Oh, shit, Brother Lynch. Yeah. So at this particular time, at this for this short moment in time, SCC was the hottest group at that particular moment. Right. Of course, E-40 is the guy now, but it, he became the guy even a little bit after that. But um, right, right. So we in this, we in the, we in the fucking venue. I don't know why, but you know, I I know the the the, the hood, the dimensions and the hoods. Who's this? What? Where? In L.A., I got that shit down backwards. Right. I know right. where to go. I know where not to go. I know what hood this is. I know that in my city. Yeah. But for some reason, I didn't even consider that in in like a place like Sacramento. So right. Right. we goes to the venue. I got on blue chucks. I had to, my, my hair twisted with the blue rubber bands. Like just blue every fucking thing. Right. <laughs> So we backstage, and Brother Lynch hung is a little nervous, like, man, these niggas up here to fuck with me. And I didn't know what, and then when we look out in the crowd, I swear for God, nothing but red. Oh, red. All the way back. Oh, shit. The whole crowd was full of red. <laughs> you know, so we backstage, and it was kind of like, E-40 them was there, man. E-40 them had at least... First of all, he folding them some big dudes. One, yeah. Two, it was a whole lot of them. They had a lot of people with them. Well, I don't know how many, but it was a nice amount. Anyway, we all backstage talking, and Brother Lynch is a little nervous because he think because he's from Sacramento, those niggas is coming specifically for him to get him. Right, right. He, Brother Lynch went first. They ain't do nothing. They loved him like goddamn with him. It was on. Brother Lynch finish. What? Click go on. Rip shit up. Rip it up. No incident. Right. Boy, when we hit that fucking stage, them niggas lost their damn minds. Oh, shit. It was us. <laughs> you know what? It was us that they came for. Damn. Damn. You know what I mean? It didn't help that a nigga was all blued up. And... So anyway, so yeah. at this point, my mind is like, well, we're going to get fucked up anyway. So I'm going to have a little fun before the drama start. Right, right. So, so we did our show. And on, on top of the fact, they rock with us at the show. They rock with us. Right, But they right. were storing it up, getting a little rowdy. Of course, screaming out whatever it was they was claiming, and yeah. um, you know, and I was just fucking with the with chicks a little bit just to piss niggas off a little more, just because yeah. I knew what was gonna happen anyway. Right. So you know, show finish. It was only three of us there: me, Havoc, the Rhyme Son, and DJ Grip. Only us three there. Grip, we we finished the show. Grip come come up, drop the mic on the floor, and like, cuz let's get up out of this motherfucker, right? Word. We jump off the stage. We didn't go backstage. We jumped right off the stage, right there, and we all got back to back, three of us, right? Yeah. Cause we like somebody gonna get fucked up. Like the first nigga that come gonna get fucked up. Now the rest right, of the right. niggas gonna beat the shit out of us, cause you know once one nigga move, everybody gonna move. Yeah. Do you know not one nigga ran up? Not one. Damn. <laughs> Walking toward the door, right? Three of us right. back, back toward the door. Niggas right. are saying, get them blood, get them blood. Nobody ran up on us. I'm like, God got us, boy. That's what's up. God got us. We got to the dough. Limo was right there. That's what's up. And that's just, that was one situation, homie. We got out of that by the hand of our chinny chin chin. Right, right, right. You know, we done been in other cities, and it done been just the hardest crips in the city that just, you know, want to test your nuts. 
Yeah. But you know, a lot of the time in these situations, we just don't run from niggas. Right. We stand right. there like, nigga, either we going to conversate with you or we going to fight, nigga, and you might win or you might lose, whatever. Usually yeah. it's more than one nigga. It's usually a, a group of niggas. Right. You know? But, dude, I can honestly say we never got we never got whooped. Like, we never, we always stood. Word. We always stood, man. And, you know, not even no big old giant niggas, not even playing like we bad. But the point of the matter is, when you're doing this kind of music, when this is what you're doing, yeah. you can't be running and shit. <laughs> like, well, I mean, if that's the case, you lying, homie. Like, you're, you're a studio gangster. Right, right. You know, and we were we weren't those guys. We weren't studio guys. We really was living this shit. We was in these streets doing shit. You know, right? right. It, yeah. it, it was what it was. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, you put twenty on a ten when you rapping on this shit. But yeah. you know, a lot of that shit was real as fuck. Right. Right. You know, right. stay out the hood. How many niggas in hoods, nigga? You can't come over here. You can't come over right. here in my hood. Right. If they don't know you, what they do to you? Yeah. It's right. true. It's true shit, yep. Hey, so, thank you. You got something you want to say? Well, I heard him earlier already say that uh, the Rock Kim was his favorite rapper. Is that true? <laughs> true, man. 100% true. Already, you know, already. Rock Kim, he had that different style. Yeah. He had that right. slow flow vocabulary. Like, he came with something different than a lot of cats. I mean, I was a big LL Cool J fan, too, though. Okay. But at the time so, when LL came, he was on some other type shit, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Kim, okay. All right. So is that, like, the only person that's like, yo, is that your GOAT? That's your greatest of all time? That's him. Yep. That's I, him. Already. That's what's up. Yep. Uh, so far, what you got going on nowadays, man? Man, right now, man, you know, like, I got a lot of music that I'm finna put out, but it's music that I already got. Like, right, right. I just got piles of stuff from, from just doing stuff. So I'm doing a, um, I got a South Central record called Gangster Rap. And it's, okay. it's, it's just a lot of dope, classic shit. That that mm-hmm. I've been having, and nobody heard the shit. It's the classic South Central Cartel vibe that people right. always want, and they want to hear. They want that real shit, you know. Yeah. I don't. I'm not interested really in doing a new South Central Cartel record because me personally, it's not gonna sound like it's supposed to sound. Because everybody right. is different now. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I can go and make those kind of beats, but some of us don't even rap the way we... I still got that gangster growl in mind, you know, but I yeah. think my cousin Havoc, he kind of rap different now. He don't rap like he used to. Word, so it, it'll be a different vibe, and I really i am not interested. Yeah. I like a certain thing, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to do that. We did start on a new record. We got six songs done. So I'm going to go ahead and release that as an EP. Oh, okay. I'm not going to finish the album. I'm not making no new South Central Cartel album right now. If I end up doing it, it's going to be a different variation of the South Central Cartel. Because right now, me, LV, and Young Pride doing music. Right. Us three. You know, and maybe Havoc the Mouthies might be involved. Havoc the Rhyme Son, he ain't even... Involved in nothing we doing no more. Right. My first cousin, I love the boy to death, but you know everybody you grow apart, you grow you grow you know apart, man. Over the years, he got his own thing called One Hood Entertainment that he got going. Right. Okay. Of course, my thing is hood good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I got my um brother Cali Pitts finishing up his album. And I got another young artist named Air One of Air the Prophecy that's dope as hell. Right. He, he on that new swag. So, you know, I'm mostly going to just, you know, be behind the scenes producing and putting records out. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, and I wanted, to, uh, see, I wanted to tell you this, too, while, while I got you here, man. Like, uh, some of the 
some of the other songs y'all did that inspired me, man, like uh, the one y'all had did on the Pills from the Hood soundtrack. The Hood got the feel of the pain. Right, right. Now, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, man. That kind of, uh, I, I borrowed some of those lines for my poetry, man. <laughs> oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, man, I borrowed that. And then uh, the other song y'all had did off the, off the Kicking Game album, that uh, y'all the one when uh I can't think of the name of, but it was like the one with uh to be rapping about the the the, the chick that you had wanted to get. Holy oh, yeah, homie, homie. Yeah, I, I borrowed some yeah. of that too, man, for my poetry. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my yeah, that's man. one of my favorite. Yeah. Matter of fact, I forgot to mention me and LV got an album together. Oh wow! So, me and LV okay. got one, man. We got like eight songs done so far. And of course, LV got his own album that he right. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we got we got some things coming, man. You know, this old new music business shit. You know, trying to figure out how to maneuver in this new shit, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was about it ain't nothing like it was when we was in it. Yeah. Right. A different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all online, all the internet. You know, so yeah. just gotta figure it out, man. But I'm definitely keeping it moving. I'm, I'm, I'm still doing my thing. Okay. All right. So that's uh. So that that's a wrap, everybody. I'm gonna go ahead and uh. That's a wrap. Okay, anything else you wanted to say, Pride? Man, I just want to, man, I want to say, you know, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I enjoyed it. You know what oh, I mean? Definitely. I always like talking about the good old days, talking about the SEC and shit, letting people That's know right. what was real, you know? We got to yes, keep sir. it alive, man. We got to yeah. keep it alive, you know? Um, exactly. um are you Are you on Are you on social media? You have Facebook page, oh, Pride, Instagram, yeah. or you? Yeah. Facebook, Prodigy Hood. Um, okay. Instagram is um, Prodigy One. Okay. Um, Mr. Hood Good. I don't know why I got all different names on all this shit. <laughs> Mr. Hood Good is Twitter. So, okay. You know, but I mean, you know, honestly, you can Google Prodigy and all that shit. It'll pop up. Just Google Prodigy okay. and it'll all just boom right there. Website. Okay. Hood slash good dot com. Right. So, right. You know. It, it okay. pops up pretty fast on these on these Google searches, though. All right. That's what's up. Okay. All right, and uh, there you have it, everybody. Got another yes, hip-hop backstory. Yeah, got a, another hip-hop backstory told by one of hip-hop's finest. So y'all remember when you when you talk about what you heard from Potty, remember you heard it here first at the home of the backstory. So may old school hip-hop live forever. Peace and chicken grease. Yada. <laughs> We out. Yeah. All right, y'all. All One. right. One. One.